All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We take you away. Hour number four. Tuesday edition of the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Get in the game. Try all. They got the new boost package. Right, you can try little boost games if you like. Like for instance, today it was that will the Jays score the first and last runs of the game? Check it out at PlayAlberta.ca. I'm Jason Greger. We are live in the Ewell Studio, E W E L dot C A. Your one stop shop. Their brand new location just off 184th Street. They are huge sports fans, just like you. They got the show blaring there all the time. It's awesome. And uh, man, anything you need. For electrical supplies, if you are elect- electrician, you need to be dealing with Ewell. E-W-E-L dot C-A. Tonight, meaningful game for the Jays. 12 games to go. They got a big break on the weekend. They swept. Meanwhile, Texas and Seattle both got swept. So the Jays today currently uh, sitting in the second wild card spot. And uh, got a one-game lead on Seattle. Half game on the Rangers. Rangers do have uh, one game in hand. So we'll see uh, how things go down the stretch for the Jays. Take care of business. They should get in. All their games are against the AL East down the stretch starting tonight with the struggling New York Yankees. Do not let the Yankees come up and bite you. It's hard. To, you know, they don't have to sweep every series. Just go two out of three. That's what they need. Let's get to the spec report now brought to you by GS Construction. And uh, they are hiring. If you're looking to work for a great company with great benefits, great culture, trust me, they don't look at your phone at GS Construction. Go to Indeed.com, GS Construction. As uh, Mark Spector joins us, uh, probably, I know he's golfing today, so he's probably joining us from the trees somewhere. Uh, Speck, how you doing? 
I'm doing great, Jay. Uh, you're missing out on a lovely uh, day of golf down here at the Glendale. The order's having uh, sort of their media coaches, scouts, yep. organizational tournament. And, uh, yeah, it's a beautiful day to play, and it's a lovely, nice course, boy. It's better. It's a better course than I am a golfer, but uh, we're having a great time missing you down here, bud. Oh, the Glendale's in unreal shape. Yeah, well, usually it's in the morning, but this year they switch it to the afternoon, which is, uh, which is all right. Um, so uh, hopefully you're having fun. Who are you playing with? Well, I'm playing with actually fortunate to play with Ken Holland and uh, Jack Michaels and uh, Tim Shipton, who just sank a 140-yard. I don't know if he used an eight iron for an eagle, Ooh. which was pretty cool. Yeah, it we is. couldn't really see it. You got up to the green, it's like where the hell's the ball? And you know what? She's in the bottom of the cup. But I'm working Shipton. If uh, give me a couple more holes with him, Jay, you should be able to get a press pass this year. I'm working for you. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> uh, nice. Uh, what? Uh, no. Now Ken Holland's got to be pretty relaxed. Uh, training camp. They got all their PTOs done. Now you kind of sit back yeah. and, and you wait and, and you let. You know, as a GM, you, you want competition in positions. They've got some competition for their spots down in the bottom of the lineup. I, I think there's even some healthy internal competition for spots in the top six and where guys are going to play and if they're going to stay there or, or not. And really, like Ken Holland, likely, you know, his big work will come closer to the trade deadline this year. Yeah, his work's, you know, you build your team in the summer with whatever cap space you have, and there wasn't much. And now his decisions, for sure. I'll be honest with you, the way I understand, and I you know, got to know Ken pretty good over the last four years, a lot of the decisions now, he's provided all the players. Now it's going to be Jay Woodcroft and the coaching staff with his, obviously, his input. Yep. But the coaches are going to tell him, we kind of like this guy, we kind of like that guy, we think this guy fits well here, maybe that guy we don't need, we, we thought we did. So I would say to you that, that now it's going to be more of a of a – you know, the GM did a lot of things this summer, and he consults. He for sure talks to Woody all the time when he's bringing a player in or considering. But now it's up to the coaches to watch the players. And uh, they'll have their meetings, and the coach will say, I like this guy or I don't like that guy. And then it's up to the GM to figure out what to do with him. <laughs> well, I remember when, when Jay Woodcroft came up back in February of 2022, and uh, Ken Holland just told me, he says, hey, you do whatever it takes to win. And uh, so, because, you know, some GMs like, well, we drafted this guy, so he's got to play. And, you know, right. sometimes that yeah. can, can come back to bite you. And, you know, Ken Holland being around a long time. And he was just like, no, 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 you put the guys out that you believe can play. You know, we all know his philosophy on young guys. He doesn't want them sitting in the press box very often. And so, you know, so a guy like Lavoie, maybe there's a conversation about that if he ends up making the team and then he's sitting around too long and potentially with Philip Broberg. You know, I guess Dylan Holloway, same thing. If for whatever reason that, you know, he has a little struggle. Now, Holloway's a little bit different because you can just send him to the minors. There's no, there's no yeah. waivers, right? Same with Broberg. So that, that's a little bit better. But I, I am kind of curious to see really how that battle pans out in the bottom and you know kind of what's your sense of Sutter as we are on the eve of of uh medicals well you know what let me say this to you first off there's all kinds of you know some guys on PTOs you got to find them a contract if you want to keep them then you got to move someone else some guys are waiver eligible let's hope Kenny Hall and understands those rules better than he understands the rules here at the golf course because we're playing one deck back from where we're supposed to be playing the whole day and he's kind of our captain so we're putting about 50 or 40 yards on every hole that we shouldn't be playing, and that's because it can. So hopefully you can figure out the CBA better than you figured out the rules to this golf tournament. But uh, having said that, I, you know what? I'm going to be brutally honest with you. I have no feeling for Sutter. 
because I haven't looked him in the eye. I haven't seen him play. I haven't talked to him. I, I've watched him skate a little, and he skates. He looks exactly like everyone else looks. He certainly looks like an NHL player at this point, watching him at captain skates, Jay. But you know what that's worth. Yeah. It ain't worth much, pal. No, no. So I'm not going to come on your radio show and tell you I'm a big expert on where Brent Sutter, uh, uh, Brandon Sutter's at right now. Uh, we're about to find that out, and we're going to watch with interest because, you know, I told you yesterday, I think that this is the guy. Like, if he can be the Brandon Sutter that we used to watch play hockey when he's healthy, he makes his team and the other guys don't. Yeah, no, I, I think that's fair. And then, you know, the, you know what happens. But what if him and Lavoie both play really well? That's where, you know what, uh, that's kind of the intrigue uh, to see, uh, you know, where those guys are at. And, you know, what What about Lane Peterson? What if Lane Peterson, you know, who signed? And it's funny because there's a few people that talk to me about don't sleep on Lane Peterson. So I'm like, all right, I'm not going to sleep on him. Uh, I'll be watching to see potentially uh, what he can bring. So uh, Okay. That's, yeah. I'm, and there's another guy. I'm not going to tell you I'm a expert on lane peterson because i'm not no uh let's watch him play and let's you know the the interesting thing i mean camp can roll on you know this the training camp can be practice after practice after practice after meaningless game but there's always little parts of it that mean something and it's the lane petersons and the brand of sutters that are having a meaningful day every day here in edmonton this month no, oh, yeah, no, hundred, hundred percent. He, uh, you know what? Hey, they signed him to a one-way deal. There's obviously stuff, stuff they like about him, and you know we we've seen that before. Guys that may, you know, I don't think anybody when Clean, well, think about it. When Clean Costin was acquired in that trade for Sam Marukov and went down there to the minors, go. I don't think there's anybody in Edmonton was like, oh, this trade's going to work out, and Clean Costin's going to become a fan favorite. He's going to be fighting guys. He's going to be scoring big goals. He's going to be scoring two <laughs> goals a game in the playoffs. Like no one thought that at the time. Nope. Which is, uh, you know what? That's why you can't completely discount uh, Lane Peterson. Uh, nope. You know what? Sometimes maybe it's best to be, you know, hiding in the weeds and have nobody have high expectations for you. And then you just blow everybody out of the water. Well, it's it's got to be a competition. Like what are they? What's the word they use? A meritocracy, right? We're not just giving jobs to guys here. You're yeah. trying to win. And, you know, sure, can Connor McDavid afford to have a slow camp? Okay, he can. Not that he will, but he can. Uh, if Lane Peterson's the best guy in that little subset of players, how are you going to look everyone else in the eye and say, ah, we're picking another guy because he's my friend? You know, it doesn't work that way, right? No, not at all. Mark Spector joins the Spec Report, brought to you by GS Construction. Uh, Spec, you're uh, one of your favorite sports. Maybe your favorite sport, of course, is uh, baseball. And Love you know, baseball. last week the Jays couldn't win, and everyone's like, "Oh my goodness!" Then all of a sudden they sweep, and you know that they have a few come from behind victories. You know, maybe they get a little bit of a break on a on a Var show triple as the center fielder misplays it. But hey, that's baseball. And while they're sweeping the Red Sox, uh, Texas and Seattle are getting swept. And now with 12 games to go, the Jays once again control their destiny. But they're going to New York. Spec like this is. This is what I will say this about baseball. The thing I love about baseball playoffs or the stretch drive is like every at bat and every swing matters because the guy could hit a double, the guy can hit a home run, and it can change just like that. Like we saw it in, in the third game on Sunday. Devers, they're down to their final strike. He gets an opposite field home run to tie the game. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, the juxtaposition of baseball. A lot of our listeners right now, Jay, in June and July, they never sit through a nine-inning ball game. They watch Jays in 30, right? How many guys out there, raise your hand if you're driving, not both, just one, if you follow the Jays on Jays in 30, because you don't have two and a half hours to watch a ball game. But now it's fall, right? It's getting dark earlier. You know, the games really mean something. Now you say, you know what, I might catch a few innings of this. 
And they're playing the Yankees, which you love in Yankee Stadium. I don't care where the Yankees are. You're playing the Yankees in a big game in Yankee Stadium. Vlad Guerrero's favorite visiting ballpark, I might add, right? It's the place he hits the best away from Toronto. So I'm all over it. Like, I'm playing golf right now, and I'm going to finish my round, but I'm going to have an eye in the clubhouse on that game. And I'm the kind of guy, as a baseball guy, I'll watch ball. I'll watch nine innings of ball this time of year all day long, buddy. Well, Speck, uh, you will like how it starts. George Springer, leadoff home run. <laughs> there you go. One nothing for the uh, the Jays as uh, Springer went deep. So good for them. Good start. Can't start much better than that. Uh, a leadoff home run for uh, for George Springer. Um, wh- one other one for you, Speck. What do you... Yep. The, uh, the, the Women's Professional Hockey League had their inaugural draft yesterday. Uh, really emotional for a lot of the women. And a lot of the, you know, the women that grew up playing, Gerald, Cheryl Pounder and others, how a, a day they thought would never happen. To be honest, they thought it would never happen. It happened yesterday. Uh, you know, they got six teams. I think they've, they've got it. They seem to have an infinitely better plan than the women's league has ever had before. A, because there's only one league. Yeah. Um, you know what? They, they've got some, some big sponsors on board. I, I'm really curious to see, you know, how this grows and, and, and where it can potentially go from here. But also at the same time, I hope those involved with the league have realistic expectations of how long it takes to grow a league. The NHL today, you got to go back, go back to the, you know, when the NHL started. And, and I know people say, yeah, and, and they have an advantage now, right? There's way more exposure than everything else. But you look at, you know, the XFL and they're, you know, the USFL and they're, you know, they failed and now they're merging. Like it's hard to get people to pay money regardless of what it is, to want to continually come to one of your sporting events. And so I wish them all the best of luck. I just hope they have realistic expectations that this could be a slow build. And and if they can have the success of the WNBA, they should be tickled pink because the WNBA right now is a very successful league. It didn't start oh out God. like that, but it's very successful now. Yeah, they won't. They there's a bit of distance between the PWHL and the WNBA. I mean, As no there doubt. should be. And there should be. One's far more established. Uh, I'll say this, you should, it's really great to pause and say, it's been a long journey, right? I was just in Canmore uh, this summer, the Alberta Hockey Hall of Fame inducted the, an edition of the Edmonton Chemos. Yes. <laughs> Remember the Edmonton Chemos? Yes. And those ladies played, well, they played Bantam boys, they played whoever they could play for competition and they worked, they held bingos. They, you know, did all the fundraisers, and they were pioneers. So let's pause, and let's say, here we are. Like, we've had a draft. They're down to one league. I think it looks really promising. It's awesome to celebrate for a little bit here how far women's hockey's come. They've hit this milestone. They've really accomplished a lot. And after we celebrate a little bit, the hard work begins again, right? Now you're just another pro league, pal. There's a lot of places for people to spend their money. Yours is one. So let's hope the PWHL can you know, do things the right way, entice enough fans to spend enough money and pay enough attention, and let's see how it grows. I can see why you know, there's no brakes on this thing. Let's see how it goes. It could, the sky's the limit, pal. Let's let them grow and let them do it. It ain't going to happen overnight. So why can't it happen, Jay? It's very true. Speck, I'll let you get back to the golf course and uh, good luck finishing off. And uh, good luck. Uh, would How do you think Speck would handle if they had to, if you, if they put you through a physical tomorrow for the orders? How do you think you'd do at medical day? Uh, I'm not in the best shape, but 
I'm that guy that, like, I could run 10K with you tomorrow. I'd be sore, but I could do it. All right. You know, I'm not a physical specimen, but if you want to go walk 18 holes, I can walk 18 holes. You know, I could water ski and not fall over dying. All right. So okay. what does that mean to you? I don't know. So, you, so you'd pass is what you're saying? I would, I would be in last place among the orders. players. Don't get anything wrong there. I would be in last place. But I'd live to tell the tale, and I probably could go out for a beer with you that night and not be wrecked. How about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. That makes sense. <laughs> I, that's fair. Well, uh, we'll see. You know, for the players, the medicals now, it's obviously challenging for some. Um, it's, and uh, just because they work out so well. You know, the, the only story tomorrow really is, Beck, if there's a shock that somebody has a nagging injury. That's really the only story that yeah, comes yeah. out of medicals. Hey, everybody's in shape now. And yeah. if you're not, shame on you, right? Yes, very true. Yeah. Have a good one, Speck. Hey, thanks, Jake. That's a Speck Report brought to you by GS Construction. Uh, we'll return. we got uh, DVD. We'll get you to our uh, Play Alberta picks. Lots of texts flying in at 833-401-1440. You can always email us in our Jiffy Lube inbox, Gregor at sports1440.ca or Connor at sports1440.ca. Silent Ice Sports and Entertainment is Connor Halley with you on a lovely Tuesday. Man, this is great weather in September, isn't it? Oh, took the old pooch for a little walk earlier today. Just loving it. Hopefully we have a, a fall that lasts a little bit longer like this. It's great weather. Get outside. Enjoy it because we know what's coming eventually at some point. But if we can just delay that, uh, it's even better. Because now hockey season's here, but you know what? I'm not one who believes you have to have snow right away for hockey. I'm sorry. I don't buy that. Hockey's starting in late September now. How many of you have your uh, your son or daughter's uh, minor hockey practices already? I don't. I don't need. I don't need to put the boots on yet. I got lots of time. As long as it's cold enough for the o- the outdoor rinks in mid to late November, I'm I'm good. I'm totally fine. That's that's really you know if it wasn't for the ODR, I could be like, hey, we can wait even longer, but. Uh, I love the ODR. Uh, my, my son's really gotten into it lately, so uh, that makes it even more fun. You see the kids just uh, wheeling down. They grab their skating tie skates now, uh, well enough anyway that he can go on the on the outdoor rink. So just makes it a little bit more fun. I like it. Uh, Derek Van Deest will uh, join us uh, a little bit later on. So let's get to our uh, Play Alberta picks. Uh, every day on the show, we make uh, three picks. We get some, uh, some action, some uh, tips, some answers from some of our listeners on uh, who they like. And uh, sometimes we use it. And keep in mind, it's a $20 wager at playalberta.ca. And uh, everything that we win at the end of the month will be donated to charity. So right now we're break even, which I guess is better than losing, but not good enough. It's not really helping the kids. So uh, we need some of you. Think about it for tomorrow. Look at it at playalberta.ca. If there's any prop one you want, if there's a team, you know, we mix it in. Say, which one are you very, very confident about? Because we need a few of those. Uh, Cons, tonight uh, we ended up, I think we took the Jays. Because you got to take the Jays. Why not? Now, and you and I, we, we hummed and hawed <laughs> about going with their, because the, there was the boost bet at playalberta.ca that you could have the uh, first, the Jays would score the first run of the game and the last runs of the game. Well, George Springer 
Got it done right away with the first run of the game, a leadoff home run. So I'm watching that, and I'm like, geez. But, like, that's a hard one to make because it's just kind of so luck. Now, I go, I guess winning's luck too, but that one's, uh, you know, we might have to start doing some of those. Yeah, I mean, those could be fun, right? But it could also be over very quickly if they just don't score in the first inning, the Yankees score, then we're yeah. done. We want to we wanna ha- play the long game, right, and see what happens at the end. So, well, maybe we look into that going forward. But, uh, yeah, it was a great start for the Jays in hindsight. Yeah, so so we went with the Jays. Who else we go with? Uh, we also were going for the air quotes upset here, the Baltimore Orioles to knock off the Houston Astros. They're in Houston, so that could be playing into it a little bit. And we're going with, I guess what we'd say a safe bet. There's no safe bets typically, no. but the Braves to beat the Phillies. Always got to go with a favorite. Yeah. Right? We're, we're trying to increase our chances of winning. I don't have to hit a massive home run and have long shots hit all day long. That'd be great if they did, but... That's, uh, you know, maybe if we're down to something at the end and we're like, hey, let's go for a big hitter, then maybe in the final week of the month, you know what I mean? But kind of play it smart, see how it goes. Hey, if we turn $20 into 140 that's a nice little payday. Taking that all day long. <laughs> yeah, can build on it for the kids. Uh, we're helping out uh, Kids Sport this month. So hopefully. So uh, today, a uh, big thanks to Frank for uh, his bet or his uh, his tip. He was the one who said, guys, you got it. You need one safe one. And uh, we listened to him. So. We went with Frank. So, Frank, if uh, if your suggestion wins, and our others do, then guess what? The kids win, which is the uh, the whole point. Uh, lots of text flying in at uh, our Sports 1440 uh, text line, 833-401-1440. Hey, guys, ODRs are great, but I want to be golfing in October, at least in a short sleeve shirt. It's true. Why not? I can see why you'd want to do that. And cattail right now, half price, Monday to Thursday. Great deals. And uh, they're also going to be bringing back their winter golf. They had the uh, the outdoor golf course in the winter. I went and played it last year. It was super fun. Lots of fun. So uh, they will be uh, having that running uh, again during the wintertime. Pretty good. Hey, guys, uh, it'd be great if the Jays made the playoffs, but considering their record against good teams, can we even expect them to go very far from uh, the moist man? It's good. It's a good point, man. It's a very good point, but here's the great part about the uh, the playoffs is it's kind of a new season, and if, if you have guys who are suddenly playing well at the right time, then that's all that matters. Like, what if Vladdy Guerrero gets hot here in the final three weeks of the season? Well, I guess I should say two weeks of the season. There's only 12 games left. The final, because he started to heat up a little bit. Right? Went uh, home runs three consecutive games, first time all year. If he starts heating up, well, that changes a lot of things for the Toronto Blue Jays. But I agree their their record obviously hasn't uh, hasn't been great. Hey, guys, we need it to be cold for the Heritage Classic from J.D. Now, J.D., honest, and I mean this sincerely, why? And, and what, like, why does it have to be cold with the, now, it doesn't, you don't want it to be super balmy. I understand that. But, like, what are we talking about for cold? Like, I don't, I don't think anybody who was through the Heritage Classic, as much as it's great to say, yeah, I sat through it, you'd be like, well, you know what? I could take I could take minus one. I don't need to have my beer turned to slush. I don't need to have me wearing that many layers of clothes, stomping my feet the whole time so it doesn't freeze. So, And it is October 29th. Right? Like, look at the average temperature in October. With the ice conditions they have now and the outdoor plans they have, like, trust me, they've played in much warmer places and it's likely going to be on Sunday, October 29th at 5 p.m. So it doesn't have to, it does, as long as it's not balmy, I agree with you, but I, I don't, 
I don't know if I want to call. My son's uh, coming. He's pretty fired up. I'll be sitting in the crowd with him. So so that'll be good. But uh, you know what? To me, anywhere from minus 10 to plus 10 would be fine for me. Because with the uh, the condition, because keep in mind, plus ten by the time you get to five o'clock, it's uh you know it's not gonna be as hot. Hey guys, happy you're back on. It was a crappy summer without your show. I wish you great success in this new journey. This one comes from Oz. Well, thanks Oz. We appreciate for listening, man. And uh, trust me, we are as happy as you are to be back. Because it was a, uh, well, I felt like we missed it. Hey Greg's everybody keeps talking about. Where they think players are going to be. No one's really mentioned Holloway. Where do you think Holloway slots in? That one comes from Nick. It's a good point, Nick. You know, Dylan Holloway played, what, 51 games last season. Uh, had the unfortunate when he went down to the minors, going to get some playing time, and then boom, shoulder goes out. And, and like a very innocent-looking play. That's what was disappointing about that. I'll say this about Dylan Holloway. Um, young guy. I think he he got to learn what it takes to be in the NHL, right? He's got to learn, hey, you know what? At certain times, I got to make sure I know who's on the ice. When Radko Gudis is on the ice, Leibushkin's on the ice, a few others, head up. No question. He can skate at the NHL level. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Obviously, I think he can make more of an impact if he gets to play a few more minutes. I'm curious, with training camp starting tomorrow, and you got to remember now. Don't I'm gonna I'm gonna warn people because I know people are gonna freak out. The lines you see tomorrow are day one of training camp. Jay Woodcroft has said this before on the record. Training camp early on, you can experiment with some different things. So look at the line combinations that you'll see tomorrow. What if Dylan Holloway's at center? Now does that mean he's gonna play center all year long? I highly doubt it. But they might say, hey, let's let's give it a look. We know what he can do on the wing. But maybe Dylan Holloway, as a center with his speed, he's in motion more. Maybe it's better. Now, he might start on the wing. I'm just saying, I remember last year they tried him at center a bit. I, know, I was going through game sheets the other day. I was looking up some stats for a research for an article. And I was like, oh, hey, well, who's the center? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Holloway. Oh, yeah, I forgot. They played Holloway at center a few times. So... I still think ultimately he'll end up being a left winger, but I don't I don't discount the fact that Jay Woodcroft has in the past said he likes to use you know the preseason. You can experiment, and the other thing is the Edmonton owners don't have a lot of jobs up for grabs. I think we all know that, right? Like there's there's quite a few guys competing for that twelve four spot. And maybe even the 11th and 12th forward spot, depending on how you look at it. But they're, they're, one of the big things about a coach that he has to do at the NHL level is you have to be aware of the pulse of your team. Right? Like if you go back to when Jay Woodcroft, all of a sudden they started healthy scratching a few forwards and they went to 11 forwards. I think par, I wondered, and I've never asked him, and I probably should. I wonder how much of that was just due to, you know what? I think some guys are getting comfortable. You got to, you know, sh- shock chlorinated for all of the uh, the pool people out there, right? A little shock to the system. All of a sudden, guys are like, whoa, whoa here. This is now a competition. 
And that's what you need is competition. They've got it on the back end. There's no question. Like we know guys like Nurse and Ekholm, they're obviously safe. But, you know, Evan Bouchard. But there's a competition for DeHarnay. And there's a competition for Broberg. And Marcus Niemelainen's like, hey, wait a sec. Don't count me out. Right? So there's competition there. No question. On forward, there's lots of competition for bottom six spots and where they're going to play. And even, like, what if Dylan Holloway says, hey, wait a sec. What if I just play lights out here? Why can't I get a shot with Dry Seller McDavid potentially? So I think that's why you you might see some combinations that are just looking to see you know, how guys react and you know what's the competition like. Like, would I be surprised to see Sutter, Ernie, and Gagne on a line? They're all on PTOs. They're all competing. Put them on the ice together. Like they'll want to help each other, but that might elevate their competition level. You never know. So. It was, uh, there's lots uh, to look for in my eyes. So, hey, boys, I was lucky to have a free pass to the original Hera Classic. It's always, always be nice to the janitors. I got in with the cleaning crew. We had the heated furnace room right beside the West Media lookout room. It was awesome. Can't afford to go to the game, though. If tickets were 100 bucks for uppers, I'd take four for all my boys. But sadly, I think there are a lot of empty seats at this one due to greed. Tickets are uh, way too expensive. Close from Bowen. Now, I didn't look at the last ticket uh, price, but maybe I'm dreaming. I thought they were down to, well, down is, I thought there was tickets for 150. Am I dreaming on that, Connor? Taking a look right now to find out, actually. See where we're at with this one. Yeah, I thought they'd, uh, I thought the ticket, now it's still pretty expensive, don't get me wrong. (laughs) But I just want to point something out. The Oilers don't make the prices for this game. I want to point that out. This is an NHL-sanctioned game. What they do is they take what the orders would make on an average home game, and that's what the orders get. And then the rest goes to the league, and it's all part of the league revenue. And that's how it, uh, and that's how it breaks down. So just if you're going to get – you can't get mad at the orders. They don't set the price for this. The orders were the ones they would have loved to have an alumni game. It didn't happen. So I just want to point that out before – because we've got a few texts coming in. The orders are greedy. I just want you to know the orders, any extra ticket price cost, that's not going to the orders. Right? The orders are going to get what they'd normally pay for tickets at a regular season home game. Right? You sell out. Okay, what are your ticket prices? This is what they are. Okay, that's what you get. And then the league takes the rest. So, uh, Gregor, 176 for the uppers. Okay, which is, and then, you know, so it's still a little pricey. I get it for, especially Klaus has got, you know, you're looking for four tickets, man. Like that's yeah. close to 800 bones. That's row right? 83 in the corner. Oh, so that's the cheapest? Yes, that is the yeah. ticket master. Okay, so there's lots of other upper deckers that are probably 250. Yeah, yeah, prices go up from there. We'll yeah. up to 180 very quickly. I scroll down. There, there's a lot of tickets available. Uh, very quickly up to 211. So, yeah, I mean, if you want to go down into, say, section R, you're playing $600. What? Yeah. That's lower level. Well, yeah, I can see why people are like, no, nah, I don't think so. Yeah. That's a little pricey. So I wonder, though, if, as they get close to the game, the ticket prices go down. The league's Because the league's going to want to sell out, right? And remember, the orders have got their money. Hey, guys, as bad as I want Gagne and the team, don't we already have a guy like him in Derek Ryan? That one comes from uh, Ed Robb. I think that's a fair comparison size, stylistic, shot, everything. Now, they're a little bit different, right? I think Sam Gagne has a little bit more sandpaper in his game. 
right? Derek Ryan at this stage might be a little bit quicker, but they're both very smart players. They're both guys who you put them with offensive players, they can see the ice, they can make plays. So, yeah, I, I think that's a fair statement that they're similar, right? Like Raphael Lavoie brings an element and a size that they don't really have. And when you're building a team, those things matter. It's like Brandon Sutter. He brings size and a right shot to the center ice position that they don't have. If he performs well, that gives him an advantage. We'll come back. Uh, DVD will join us as we uh, wrap up a busy Tuesday on the Jason Greger Show. If you missed it, Sean Brown, some excellent stories from uh, Brownie, uh, his first camp in Boston. He uh, he had his what-do-I-do moment, classic, involving Cam Neely. Uh, also, then his second training camp when he got traded in the offseason from uh, Boston to Edmonton, and uh, now he shows up. Uh, orders camp. And what did he say? Well, I might not have been in the best shape. <laughs> he was in good shape, but you weren't in NHL shape. And so uh, he and George Larac were uh, riding the bike regularly during two days in between. So getting a lot of work in, uh, lost a lot of weight, uh, then got sent down early to the American League, uh, made his NHL debut later that year, and then just slowly got better. Sco- played five games his first year in the NHL. 18 his second year, 51 his third, then his fourth year became a regular. In his second game that season, scored his first NHL goal against uh, Jeff Hackett and the Montreal Canadiens. And he had two Gordie Howe hat tricks that year. Two! How many Gordie Howe guys we've had on the show? So I like it. We'll come back, wrap things up on the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Set to wrap up the Jason Greger Show Tuesday edition. Uh, another big guest tomorrow in Who Is It Wednesday. I think you're going to really like this one. So uh, tune in tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Obviously tune in all day, 7 a.m. till 6 p.m. for uh, live sports talk radio. We have uh, big more announcements of uh, more sports coming to the station very soon, which is... Uh, Nice. Now, let's get to the oil report brought to you by Volvo of Edmonton, Canada's number one Volvo dealership. Well, right now, you can finance a new, a demo, or a certified pre-owned Volvo for as low as 1.49%. Stop in now, VolvoEdmonton.com, as uh, Derek Van Dees from NHL.com joins us uh, fresh off the course. DVD, how's your golf game today? Oh, it was awful. I'm not much of a golfer. Um, shot minus six today, so uh, yeah, it didn't it didn't go well for me today. <laughs> well, your team's minus six. That's not bad. Did you chip no, no, in no, any? No. Did you chip in anything? Uh, I'm. I was minus six. I lost six balls. That's how I. Oh. Count my golf. That's how oh, I score okay. golf. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I only lost six balls in eighteen holes. So minus six. Uh, I team did pretty well. I think uh, Keith Gretzky carried us. Uh-huh. I was on a team with Keith Gretzky and Mindar. Well. And uh, Danny and Legion Bowman, they're they're all pretty good golfers. I haven't picked up a club in a while. I, you know what? This summer was a busy summer for me with the Stanley Cup final and yeah. the parade and the draft and all that stuff. So by the time I got back to kind of settle down, I just, I, I just well, for whatever reason, I didn't get out to the golf course. And the thing is, though, I say every year 
I say, this year, I'm going to get out. I'm going to get out more. I'm going to get out more. And, and every year, I never get out more. So, But towards the back, like towards the back half, uh, in the back nine, I had some good drives, had some good putts. But apart from that, yeah, I just didn't get out enough this year. Yeah, well, golf is a game uh, that if you don't play often, it is really difficult to uh, to be consistent at it. There's no doubt about that. Um uh, DVD, it's been uh, an interesting one. Of course, all the NHL teams will uh, have their medicals uh, tomorrow, and then they got uh, well, some you know, and then except I guess the Austria guys that are already going. But um, what, what? Like, give me your thoughts on that, and and like these European games that that uh, the NHL is doing. Uh, are, are you a big fan of it? The, the growth of the game. Do you think it actually helps grow the game? I think it does a little bit. Uh, you know, obviously they got a couple teams in Australia this year. So they got some teams going to Europe. I think just there's 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 it's it's a it's a global game. I think a, a lot of people watch an NHL hockey, and to be able to watch it in in your hometown or, or you know your 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 team's rank uh, in Europe, and you look at Australia right now, I think that's an opportunity to to grow the game even more, to kind of get to know out there and expand the reach. And I think that's what the NHL is trying to do now. Whether the players like it or not, I know the players like it going there, but coming back and assimilating and and trying to get into the rhythm and the flow of things, I think that might be getting a little tougher. But I think for the most part, the players enjoy it. It's something different. It kind of breaks up the monotony of the season. Because once the season starts, you don't know what day it is. Every day is the same, whether it's either practice day or game day. So I think to go somewhere like this and to go different places and to meet different people and different fans and interact uh, in, in different ways, I think players do enjoy that. I think they do like that. Uh, and, and they do it at the beginning of the season. So you have lots of time to kind of get back and get back into the flow of things. But I think just to break up the monotony of training camp and, and this and everything, uh, I think it, it's really good. I think it's good for the game. I think it's good for – because there are a lot of fans around the world watching this game, and I think just be able to see your players live and get a chance to go to some of these games, uh, it's a big deal for them. So, Derek, um, what's – do you have one or two things you are going to be watching closest heading into uh, and during preseason and training camp for the Orders? Uh, obviously, there's competition for a bottom six spot. I think that's going to be a really interesting competition. They brought in a few guys for some PTOs, so they're looking for some guys uh, to see if they can play at, at a cheap rate. As Ken Holland has said this in the past, you know, I, I look for cheap players that can play type thing. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if Sam Brownie still has some some hockey left in him. You know, he's kind of I think a lot of people are rooting for him. I think a lot of people want him to do well. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's a big thing right there. It's funny, we were talking before we teed off today how we were talking to Jay Woodcroft and how usually in the off season there was so much going on with the Oilers or the coaching or management or you're looking at the draft lottery and all these things. And this year was kind of a boring off season because the team is set. Because yeah. the team is essentially set. They're, you know, they have some consistency. And Jay Woodcroft kind of said that, well, yeah, it's different now because we have that you know, we have that consistency. We, we have uh, stability in our organization now, whereas before, you know, there wasn't necessarily that stability. So I think that's a good thing for the Oilers. I think they're just, they don't have to worry about uh, who's going to play second line, first wing, you know, or right wing or, or, or things like that. All the positions seem set, and I think that's a good thing for the Oilers going in. There's just some competition at the bottom of the lineup, which is, as is the case when you have an established team. The competition's at the bottom of the lineup. And even the defense looks set. So I don't know how much room there is for competition on defense. So it's going to be interesting. But I think the biggest thing for Oregon's fans, in my opinion, is how Jack Campbell responds and how well he plays leading into the season. Because I think the season really 
depends on how Jack Campbell plays and if he can kind of have a bounce back here. And he doesn't have a, to have a tremendous year. He just has to have a better year than he did last year. He just has to be an average year. And I remember talking to some people when I was over at the, uh, the North American Player Tour. The Oilers' goaltending doesn't have to be spectacular. It's just, like, just got to be under three. And, and the Oilers will win more of those games because the average of one was four goals a game. So if your goaltending is under three goals against average, you're going to do well as an Oilers goaltender. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, Derek Van Deese joins us from uh, NHL.com. Uh, DVD, where, where do you come out on Dylan Holloway? There hasn't been a lot of talk about Dylan Holloway. What's your expectations for him this year? I think that for the Oilers, they have the luxury of really kind of developing a player for the first time in a long time. They don't have to rush him. They don't have to play him every day if they feel he's not fit. I think he makes the team. I think he's ready to make that jump uh, to play, to be an every, everyday NHL player. But they're not asking for a lot of offense from him. They're allowed to develop his defensive game. He'll probably play on the bottom two lines, and he'll have some more defensive responsibilities than offensive responsibilities. And I think that's a luxury that the Oilers haven't had here in a long time for a first-round pick. Usually the first-round picks get rushed in, and you're expecting something out of them right away. And I think that's a, that's a big luxury for, for the Oilers to have here. And I, I, I think Dylan Holloway, I think he did, it, did enough last year. He, he was good early on, and then obviously his game tailed off a little bit, went to the American Hockey League, unfortunately sustained an injury, and then never kind of got back and never found his game again. But I think he knows that expectations aren't terribly high for him. He knows that he just has to be a, a good third-line player and then he'll develop into a second and maybe one day even a first-line player. But I think that's a luxury that the Oilers have not had here for a long, long time. And he's a, to me, he's a very skilled player. He's got all the tools. He's got all the talent. I think he's a very smart guy. But I think they can take their time with him, and I think that's, that's something that the, the Oilers will be looking through this season. Now, uh, you know, it is the oil report, but uh, you cover the Canucks. You cover the Flames. Uh, you know, the Canucks make that trade today. Uh, Tanner Pearson goes to, uh, to Montreal. Uh, there's a lot, you know, they had to shed some cap space. They did. Uh, the Calgary Flames, you know, missed the playoffs by a very small margin last season uh, with Markstrom being terrible in goal. And, you know, there, there being some discomfort between players and the coach. You know, what's your expectation of Calgary and how close do you think they are to competing to Edmonton and Vegas? Yeah, you said it, Jason, because Markstrom had an awful year. Hubert will have an awful year. Kaji had a bad year. Like, those are the three big-name tickets that had off years, and they missed the playoffs by two points, four points. I can't remember. It was, it was tight. They were almost there. So, obviously, if Huberto gets back, I don't think he's a 100-point player. I think he's between 80, 85, 90-point player. I think if he can get back to that range, I think the Flames will be okay. I mean, Kodji can play better if he can get play kind of the type of hockey that he played in Colorado. He can be better. And Markstrom's going to be better, but... Uh, you know, uh, if Markstrom doesn't play well, they have this kid, Dustin Wolf, who's a pretty good goaltender. He's the AHL uh, player of the year last year. He's won twice, won goaltender of the year in the AHL. So this is a guy that can come in and I think step up. He's 20 years old. Uh, I think he's going to be a big surprise in Calgary this year. But, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the team is going to be kind of the same. They still have some continuity there. Um, obviously, they lost their leading score, so that, that they're going to have to pick up the scoring somewhere. But I think the team itself, it's still in pretty good shape. Now, the biggest issue with Calgary, in my opinion, is I think they have seven guys going in under unrestricted free agency this summer. So that's going to be a huge deal, how Craig Conroy deals with that. Because if, if you don't think you're getting some of these guys back, uh, you may have to rebuild. You may have to say, okay, you know what, we've got to cut our losses. 
we can't lose seven guys that are unrestricted free agency, not get nothing back for them. So that's going to be an interesting thing. So where they are maybe in December, in January, February, leading up to the trade deadline, and, and that's going to play a big part in Calgary's season, I believe, because they're going to have to try and resign some of these guys, and if some of these guys don't resign, and there's some big names on there that, that are becoming unrestricted free agents, that's going to, I think, determine the Flames' season. But I think Huberto's going to have a better year, Kadri's going to have a better year, and Markstrom couldn't have a worse year than he did last year. I think he'll bounce back. DVD, enjoy some dinner tonight. And, uh, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing. There are some goaltenders, Jack Campbell, Markstrom, Demko, three guys in the Pacific Division. Who, who are all looking to bounce back for various reasons. Demko obviously had an injury, so maybe he gets a little bit more of a free pass. But even before he was hurt, he wasn't necessarily playing great. So, um, you know, Edmonton probably has the luxury. They don't necessarily have to re- rely on Campbell as much as those other two teams will. But if Markstrom and Demko both play well, well, then suddenly the Pacific might be a little bit tighter. So uh, we'll see. Enjoy your night, and uh, we will chat with you soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for having me on. It's Derek Van Deese from NHL.com. It is interesting when you look at, you know, the goalies. Like, even look at Los Angeles. Like, Los Angeles' goaltending last year was not good. Seattle. Like, there's lots of teams in the Pacific Division that didn't have great goaltending. And, you know, if one or two of them gets better goaltending, does that close the gap a little bit? So that is definitely something to watch for. And, you know, I, I've got some articles coming out. It's a two-part series about the orders goaltending. Uh, part one and part two will be coming out uh, later this week. And I've been digging into, you know, some numbers, five-on-five, five, penalty kill, and all the different things for, for both, um, you know, the orders. And, you know, what what are the areas of strength and maybe what are the areas of concern? So we'll, we'll look at that. I I think, you know, the penalty kill was awful. In the first, like so bad in the first 15 games that it's all like when you start a season that bad, it's almost impossible to recover to the point where you're going to have any sort of good numbers in the overall rankings. The orders did recover in the final quarter of the season, really the final 29 games of the season. Their penalty kill was decent, but like the first 15, they were 70%. Jack Campbell was facing 66.6 shots per 60, which is just a ridiculously high number. So he wasn't great. The team in front of him wasn't great. And, uh, you know, that led to a real bad start on the uh, penalty kill. Have yourselves a wonderful Tuesday. Thanks for listening. If you missed any part of the shows, you can download, get the podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Go to jasongreger.com and all the interv- individual interviews there. Or you can just hit rewind, watch the show again on YouTube and Orders Nation and hit the subscribe button. On behalf of Connor, I'm Jason Greger. Have yourselves a wonderful Tuesday evening. Remember, 40% off Tuesdays at papajohns.ca. Let's get to uh, the con man and a sports 1440 update brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling Home. The no payments, no interest for one year on your furnace. Stay warm all winter at LegacyHeating.ca. Good night.